Hi everyone, Benjamin Smith here, pastor of Revealing Truth Ministries, Wesley Chapel. You know, God is always speaking good things to us and he has a word for you today, we are sure of it. Take some time out to listen and we'll be back as soon as we're done. God bless you. Yeah, I, you listen, the, whole, the Holy Spirit has already, is already on the inside of us. There's no malfunction in the kingdom. We just pick right on up and keep on moving because you know what? God already said what he said. So welcome again to service. We're all here to receive what God has for us today. And the first thing we're going to do, we're going to do our Bible confession. And I'm going to read it uh, right. As Pastor Greta say, reading is fundamental, but I'm going to read it right. Okay, I'm going to start. before. Just say it with me, catch up when they get it on the screen. Ready, let's go. This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Every verse is God-breathed, and I aim to live by every word. It is essential to my faith foundation and works to change me from the inside out into the person God created me to be. That is why I shall never let it go. It is reliable. It is the truth. It is divine. It is my Bible. Hallelujah. I ain't mess up. I just wanted to see if y'all was, I see if y'all was just rocking with me right now, okay? All right, all right. So um, there's a foundation scripture God gave me, and it's 1 Peter 5, verse uh, 5 and 6, and I'm reading that from the New Living Translation. Y'all all right in here? All right. In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I just praise your holy name. I thank you, Lord God, for this uh for this time of worship, this time of praise, this time of fellowship, just this time to come together as a family, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that as I decrease, you will increase, Lord God. All of you and none of me, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that every person in here will be able to hear and receive every single thing that you have for them this day. I thank you, Lord God, that lives will be changed, yokes will be destroyed now, today, in the name of Jesus, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you dissect this word for them, tailor make it for them in the name of Jesus so they can apply it to their everyday walking around life. And Lord, we give you glory and honor for it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. I love the, um, the story of Joseph. As I was um, just reading and studying about Joseph, let me, let me take a break. Let me just tell y'all this. If I drop this mic, just, you know, because God is just so good. When they were singing about the goodness of God, I just said, you know what? He is so, so good. I just can't move past the praise break that he wants us to have now. He wants us to just reimagine everything that he's already done in your lives for you to just be free. There's no heaviness going to take place in here today. 
You need to be free because he, that's the, that God said that whom the son set free is free indeed. There's no bondage in your life. There's no lack in your life. There's no situation in your life that God has not already taken care of it for you. So whatever you're carrying, just loose it now in the name of Jesus. We have to stop coming, sitting, and getting, getting comfortable in our seats to hear a word. You are the word. You're the word walking because God is on the inside of you. So whatever it is that is holding you back or has held you captive, just release it now. Just say, thank you, God. Just open your own mouth and just release it. Just tell God, thank you. Sometimes we get up and we just start our day and we don't even know that God is the one that brought us into this day. He breathed the breath of life in us. You know, there is some things about God that we don't even know. We don't even know. We don't know. We just know that fiery darts are coming. We know that things, situation, and circumstance are coming. But you know what? We can't even fathom the things that God blocked from coming our way. He blocked some things. You didn't even have to pray for those things. You didn't have to pray for your mama and them to get saved. You didn't have to pray for them to come out the hospital. You didn't have to pray for your family members to get what they need from God because he blocked it. He already took care of it for you. So instead of sitting... We need to be standing, we need to be jumping, we need to be running, skipping, hopping, whatever you got. Because just because some things are going on in your life now, praise God for the things that didn't. For the things that didn't come your way. In the name of Jesus, you might feel heavy, you might feel burdened, but guess what? God said he still got you. He is not going to leave you in the same situation that you found yourself in. And the God that we serve, he don't even care because you did it. He don't care because you creating storms and mad because it's raining. He going to give you the umbrella. Okay. Listen. Turn off the mic. I don't care. I will yell, scream. Whatever God wants us to do, we do it. We don't get caught up because some didn't work, somebody didn't put a picture up, somebody didn't do this, some, it does not matter what God said, he said, what he did, he did, what he promised, he will bring it to pass, there's a manifestation and a breakthrough in this room for you, stop sitting here, leaving here the same way you came in, I don't, I don't care why I'm saying it, I'm saying it, so if I'm saying it and it's not for you, then don't worry about it, but if it's for you, pick it up, Receive it, hold it, carry it, walk yourself through it because God is on the inside of you. Back in the day, they had to go and, and look for Jesus. Remember, they had to go and look for him. They had to go find him in the street. He on the inside of you. You ain't got to go look for him. You ain't got to go find him. All you got to do is say, listen here, we lining up in the name of Jesus. Everything that's for me, I got it. Everything I need, I got it. You ain't got to look. Look inside of you. Look inside of you. Something ain't going right, then you need to get yourself right. In the name of Jesus, get yourself in order. You walked out of position. God ain't doing anything wrong to us. God hadn't forgot about you. If he forgot about you, you would be sleeping in your grave. Okay. Hallelujah. I had to, I just have to release some things because you know what? We can't come in here and sit in here and expect for our pastors to just bring a word that's going to do this and do that. You already got the word. You should be walking in here 
pulling from the pastor. You should be walking in here ready to receive. You should be walking in here suited up and ready. We all getting dressed up, but ain't nobody suited up for nothing. We got to have our armor on. Stop taking your armor off. Your armor. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Your armor is waterproof. Take it. Keep it in the shower. You ain't got to take it off. You ain't got to undress that. Keep your armor on at all times. It's waterproof. You ain't going to get burnt. You ain't going to drown. Don't take it off. Stop hanging it up like it's a Sunday suit. It's an Easter outfit. It's a Christmas. Your armor is every day, all day. Hallelujah. Okay. I ain't going to listen. My husband told me when we were coming, he said, you, you, you get hype. And you know, he's, he's the calm. And I get high. I, I just, there are so many things that happen. I don't, whatever God say, that's what God say, okay? It don't matter. But there was a situation that has been happening to me. And Pastor Mike, you know, Pastor Mike would tell my, he would tell the story. I thank God that he did because it made me look at some of those stories like, really? Because, you know, when we're doing kingdom care and we're thinking about other people and we're praying for other people, we're interceding for other people, sometimes we forget about ourselves. So when he was sharing those stories, I was like, who that? That me? I did, all that went on? But um, there's a situation that's been happening to me since February, right? Let me tell y'all, y'all my family. But there, there's, there's this, there has been this thing on my leg. I noticed y'all have noticed I haven't been wearing my dresses, but there's this thing that, that started growing on my leg, right? It's been there since February. I've been going to the doctor because, you know, I get good reports only, and I protect my health. And, I, and, and the doctors are there for us. The nurses are there for us, too. We just allow the world to use all the things that God placed in this earth for us. Because, you know, we sometimes get so sanctified, holy, traditional religion. We won't go to the doctor. We waiting on Jesus to come out of there and heal us. And he said, I done told you to go to Dr. So-and-so and go get your good report and, and go and find out what, what they put the name to so you can curse it. So you can stop rehearsing things. Because, see, when we're waiting on God, we keep rehearsing stuff. Because that's what I was doing. I was rehearsing some things. But this thing had been on my leg, and I go, I go to the doctor, and the doctor said, I don't know what that is. Every single time I go, they don't know what it is. But I'm happy they don't know what it is because God does. You know, God does. So, so they sent me to a uh, specialist. I go to the specialist. Okay. Oh, that looks like cancer. We're going to do a biopsy. Okay, let's do the biopsy. Praise God. They looking at me like, what? Yes. Okay, I go home and I lay hands. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. But it keeps growing. They did the biopsy. No cancer. It keeps growing. Now this sucker done started hurting. It started, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the word? It started discharging start stuff oozing and and all of that all of that it just started doing all kinds of things right everything that they said that something that has cancer does it it was doing it burning all of that okay so i go back i go back to the um to the specialist they say okay we got to do another biopsy now we got to go inside i said well praise god let's go on inside y'all should have went inside anyway because see 
Because, see, the thing about it is, even as believers, we treat surface stuff. We got band-aids on stuff. We, we are situational Christians sometimes. Sometimes you got to go in. I need for the root to be out of this. This can't keep holding on. I've already confessed that it ain't cancer. I already know. And guess what, y'all? Even if they do say it's cancer, it ain't greater than God. It ain't bigger than God. And it still got to go. So it doesn't matter. It don't matter when it go. It's going. So it don't matter. So, I go, so they tell me I got to go back and let them do the, their biopsy because I go for the good reports. I go for the good reports. And a lady called me that on Friday um, that I have had like a, I just, I met her and she, I spoke at something she had and she called me and she asked me, she said, hi, woman of God, how are you doing? And you know, I was going to get religious. Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored and all is well in my life. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit said, you know what? Set it free. So I told her, I told her a little what was going on. This lady told me, she said, there's, you're standing out on a wall. She said, I see you on a wall. And she said, you're holding the wall and the enemy is on the other side of the wall pushing. And you're holding that wall for every person that's connected to you, every person you're interceding for, every person you're praying for, and yourself, for every single person. And she said, I see a giant angel standing over there with his finger on the wall. And that's why the enemy can't tear that wall down. Y'all better give God some praise for that. Touching and agreeing. Y'all hear that? Touching and agreeing. I told y'all that because... I'm not trying to get in nobody's business. I got enough business of my own. But sometimes you need somebody to touch and agree with you for your own breakthrough. You need somebody to touch and agree while you're standing on the wall. You need somebody to put a finger right there on what you believe in God for. God said he opened doors no man can close. He will close doors that no man can open. You need somebody in the, in the kingdom to touch and agree with you sometimes. You ain't got to tell everybody, but you do sometimes need to tell somebody. You need to tell somebody, and God knows who that somebody is. Because you know what? After, after I talked to this lady, I got myself together, straightened my crown, touched my leg. It ain't hurt a, a day since then. And not only that, it's shrinking in the name of Jesus. And it's going to disappear because I have a covenant with God, and he said that I walk in divine hell every single day. And the same God that raised Jesus from the dead is the same God that's operating in each and every one of your lives right now. You are untouchable. The devil is on the other side of the wall. He can't break that wall down. The only thing that's happening is we go around that wall, we leave God, and that's where we are in the face of adversity. But I'm going to tell y'all about adversity. I want to talk to y'all about Joseph. I'm going to give you a little background. Joseph, um, the story of Joseph, he was just, it was just so amazing. All the things that Joseph went through, all the things that he went through, he, didn't, he did not waver from being humble and from loving God and from being obedient. He, Joseph ran from sin. We stand in sin. He ran. 
we'll stand in the name of Jesus, but we got to learn how. Sometimes it's okay to run away. Sometimes it's okay for that. But Jake, Jacob was Joseph's father, and Jacob had four wives. And in the Bible, it says that Joseph was his favorite because he was the son of Jacob's old age. But y'all, Joseph wasn't a baby. There was another one after him. Okay, there was another one after him. So that just tells me um, that Joseph, Jacob was doing and saying some things that some of us parents do unintentionally. We do, and we say, all my children are my favorites. I'm going to leave that right there because I want y'all to understand this. The things that, okay, I ain't going to get ahead of myself. Okay, so J Joseph's brothers hated him, but they didn't hate him because he was anointed, because he had dreams, because he was just running around telling them, y'all going to serve me. I'm, I'm all, I'm this. He didn't do that. He was 17. He was a teenager. He was doing what teenagers do. He had some dreams that he didn't even understand. And then he just told everybody. He was just telling them the dreams. But because Jacob loved Joseph so much and he favored him, Jacob had, all, listen, parents, Jacob had already planted a seed of hatred in his siblings towards Joseph. Joseph didn't do that. The siblings didn't do that. It was because Jacob loved him and favored him. And he wasn't the youngest and he wasn't the oldest. Back in those days, your oldest is the favorite because they have the birthright. Yet it's still, Joseph was his favorite. Now, there might be a part two to this because I'm just going to tell you, uh, the reason I believe that Jacob did that was because his wife, Rachel, was his true love. But Jacob had some roots that he hadn't pulled up, the roots of uh, people that has been um, doing some things to him. You know, uh, you know, Rachel's dad did some things, and he, had, he tricked them, trickery, lies, deception. But that was a root. But Jacob didn't deal with the root. So now Joseph, <coughs> he is getting what, what we would call backlash from that root that wasn't dealt with in the name of Jesus. But that ain't the story we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, how the brothers threw him in a pit, how they tried to kill him. Then they, they sold him into slavery. He's a teenager. He's young. He didn't, he, you would say, he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve what he got. I don't deserve this, Lord. I don't deserve this cup. I don't deserve how I'm being treated by my family. I don't deserve how I'm being treated by my spouse. I don't deserve it. Well, neither did he. Yet, we're going to pick up when Joseph was um, in Egypt, being a slave. We're going to pick up in Genesis 39, 2 through 5. I got to read a scripture, y'all, in the name of Jesus. Genesis 39, 2 and 5 in the New Living Translation. And it reads, the Lord was with Joseph. Let's not go past that. The Lord was with Joseph. Didn't matter where Joseph was. Don't matter where you are. The Lord is with you. 
So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. Just when it looks like you in a pit, just remember there's no lack in the kingdom, and a pit don't make you poor. You might be in a pit right now, but that pit can propel you into the manifestation, the breakthrough, the deliverance, the forgiveness, anything that's been unsettled in you. Don't matter where you are because God is with you. Now, just when we think Joseph going to catch a break, you know how sometimes we be going through some stuff or growing through some stuff and we be like, I can't catch a break. Some, what, what next? Okay, here go what's next. Genesis 39, 6 and 7. We're going to read that from the message uh, version. It says, Joseph was a strikingly handsome man. As time went on, his master's wife began, became in, infatuated with Joseph. And one day she said, sleep with me. Joseph was handsome. He was anointed. He was well built. He was hotter than hot. I ain't gonna, you, y'all got it? Okay. So, but you know what? Everything was prospering. Joseph was blessed to be a blessing. You know, now him being handsome and all that might, if we saw Joseph, it might be like, he went all that, he was all right. But it was that anointing. You know, you think you cute. You think you handsome. People are attracted to that anointing in you. They ain't attracted to you because you cute. Because in about 10 years, you might have to pick some things up and shift some things around and all of that. You know? But at this, in this moment, just remember who you are. People are attracted to the anointing in you. The devil, the devil don't care because you cute. He don't care because you well built. She was after the anointing. She was after his inheritance. So anytime somebody say, you cute, say, yeah, it's that Jesus in me. It's that anointing on my life. Remember who you are. We forget who we are because somebody said we look good. Now you with somebody because they said you look good and it ain't good. Okay. Y'all got to be truthful with your own self. Okay. Not only did, did Joseph reject her, that's the part I was talking about. Joseph ran. Can y'all see, see him running? Somebody up in your face just lying, and you just standing there to me. No, they lying. No, you better turn your back and get up out of there because you know what? A lie don't care who tell it. A lie don't care who tell it. Stop allowing people's sin to be in your midst. You pick and choose the sin that you want to hate, and you pick you and you choose the sin that you want to tolerate. We got to stop tolerating any sin. God hates all sin. 
And the, the more we tolerate it, the more it's going to stay with us. You know, you become a product of the environment you allow in your space. People ain't, I, I've been saying this for years, people ain't using you. People can only do what you say yes to. They can only do what's allowed. If they come up to you and you're like, okay, I am going to, I'm going to just let them tell me that because, you know, I know that they lying. No, let me tell my husband to do it quick. No, that's a lie. He done told me that before. I ain't, I didn't think I was lying, but hey, hey, that's his truth. You know, you just but but that makes you reevaluate some things that you're saying and doing. Sometimes you can say something so long, guess who believe it? So Joseph, he had so many natural reasons to reject God. All of the things that happened to him at a tender age, at a young age. You know, his boss lied, wife lied on him. He was just sitting there just eating and drinking and doing everything that he thought he might have deserved. He didn't say that, but I'm saying that for him. Yeah, you, all this stuff that you don't went through, you deserved it. Just curse your family. Them jokers, they, they did you a favor. Don't talk to them no more. That's okay. That's okay. Some of us in here won't even talk to our family members because they had a, I ain't going to look at nobody, because they had a family reunion and they ain't let you pick the colors. You won't talk. You ain't talking to them. And that happened in 1999. And you still not talking to your family. We so petty. They tried to kill him. They sold him into slavery, and he was young. He was a teenager. Here we are with our grown, mature self, mad because somebody didn't let us pick the T-shirt we wanted. You know, I like pink. I don't like that green. I like this. All of this stuff. But you're forgetting the picture. There's a purpose for every single thing that we're doing. Every single thing has a purpose. We are moving and shifting things out of purpose. God is intentional. He puts you in the family that he puts you in for a reason. Oh, them, they, it's dark over there. Well, aren't you the light? Get yourself over there. Get your family in order. Stop allowing the devil to just run rapid in the family that God birthed you in. Didn't no start bring you. God birthed you in the family that you in. I don't care if nobody in your family ain't saved. If you saved, then your family saved. If you saved, then your household saved. God set you free. Go set them free. That word that's on the inside of you is for them. You come in here and get strengthened, and then you go back and strengthen them. If you ain't called them, you ain't talked to them because they messy, they crazy, this and that and that. Why you feel like that? They messiness might be the way that they are. It might be the way that they live. How they going to see something different if you don't never go around them because they messy, because they got drama? You know what? Sometimes people are, people are attracted to drama because of the trauma that has been in their life. You can learn something from your family. You don't even know what happened to them. They ain't even told you the whole story. But you sit over here and say, we ain't judging. Yeah, you're not. You're not judging? Okay, so when they have the trauma, you are sent there. You are planted there. I used to always tell my parents, I know I had to be adopted. Y'all go on and bring out the paper. Go tell me the truth. Or the story brought, something happened because I, but now that I have grown in the things of God, I know that he planted me right where I need to be. 
and ain't no devil in hell going to steal anything from nobody in my family. And not only in my family, in the natural, but in my spiritual family too. We're all connected. So ain't no devil in hell going to come in your house and run rapid. Ain't no devil in hell going to come and steal anything from you. Oh, well, my children ain't talking to me. Well, guess what? Mine ain't either. But hey, all is well in the name of Jesus. Because you know what? It's about what God said for us to do. He's taking care of everything else. In Matthew, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the riches and everything else will be added to you. I know I talk fast, but you better follow with me because I want you to receive everything that you got to receive. I receive too in the name of Jesus. So you got to rock with me and you got to follow what God said because everything I'm saying came from the word. If you don't know what your B-I-B-L-E say, then pick it up sometime and stop putting it on your dashboard. Open it up so everybody can see you got a Bible and open it up and actually read it. Don't open your Bible and oh God, this is the scripture I'm going to read today. No, you be intentional. Ask God, what is it that I need from you. What is it that you're giving me? I'm intentional about reading my basic instructions before leaving earth. That's your Bible. Be intentional. Hallelujah. Whoo, okay. Y'all all right? Sometimes adversity enters our lives to test you, to teach you a different path than the one that you have been accustomed to. Adversity never, ever, ever, ever comes from God. But he will be with you through it all. So I was one of those people. I know I'm probably going to be the only one. I used to think when adversity came in my life, well, God, you could have did this. You should have did that. Why you even let it get here? Why is it even at my doorstep? You know what? I know I'm the only one. But that's all right. That's all right. Because now I'm at the, the point of level like, oh, here comes some adversity. Well, let's go. Let's go because I know that when things are coming that's going to cause me to shift and move out of my comfort zone, then there's a blessing always attached to it. Because even when Joseph was in that pit sharing his gift, he did not sit on his gift because, oh, woe is me. I'm in a prison. Here we go. I have to tell y'all how it T.I. is. Okay? Y'all get on a little pit and you start complaining. You can't do your gift. I ain't singing no more. I ain't serving no more. I ain't being created no more. But guess what? Y'all in the pits don't stop going to your J-O-B's. I know ain't nobody gonna say nothing about that. You don't stop going to your job, but you stop everything that in the spiritual realm. I can't come to church. I can't serve. I can't, I can't, I can't. But I can punch that clock. We got to make God our priority and not our option. When we do things like that, we're making God our option. He's no longer your priority. If he said that he's your source, then, and I'm just using the job, for example, like as Pastor Mike said, because I ain't got one, so it's easy for me not to go clock in, but... But, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just telling y'all, I'm just telling y'all, there are some things that you have made higher than God. And when you get in those pits, you get to woe is me. You might say, I'm believing God and I'm trusting God. Be real. You're trusting God so far, as you can see. You want to see, you see the way. 
You got to see the way. We are so controlling. I'm telling you. Listen, the Holy Spirit telling me to tell y'all this. So, you know, if it ain't you, then be, be good. It's, all is well in the name of Jesus. But if it's for you, get it. Get it. Receive it. But we're so controlling. We don't know. I don't believe that we're doing anything intentionally. I know that we love God and we want to serve God and we want the best for our family. But there are some Jacob things going on in our lives. Some roots that we have allowed to grow and stay in place, intact. And we're not dealing with those roots. We're just in the pit complaining about it. We got to look at the P-I-T we got to flip that thing to a TIP and let that pit be the tip of your manifestation, your breakthrough, the outcome that God said for you, the promise that he has promised for you. We got to stop looking at the pit. Turn it around. I'm, at, I'm not in a pit. I'm at the tip of my breakthrough. I see the chains falling. I see God moving. I see what you're doing, God, and I'm all for it because I'm at the tip, not the pit. I'm at the tip of every single thing you said for me. I am not on standby. I'm at the tip of the manifestation. I'm at the tip of the breakthrough. I'm at the tip, the tip, the tip. And that's the song, dip, dip. That's at the tip. You at the tip of every single thing God got for you. There is no pit that can stop you. There is no pit that can claim you. There is no pit, no pit, no pit in hell that's strong enough to hold you, to hold you, to hold you or nobody and nothing connected to you. The only way the pit will swallow you up if you don't realize that it's, it can be flipped into a tip. The tip, chain breaking tip, manifestation tip. Breakthrough tip, anointed tip, equipped a tip, everything, everything is a tip of what God has in store for you. Reach out and grab it. Start even while you're in your pit, even while you're in the pit. I ain't going to even give it to you. It ain't yours. Even while you're in the pit, there's some people in the pit that you, you got placed in there for. That pit ain't all about you. Pray for them. Set them free. We are here to set the captives free, right? Set them free. Minister to them. Tell them about the dream. Tell them. The pit that you may be in, saints, is preparing you for the palace. We want the cup taken away from us. God, take this cup. It ain't for me. I can't. It's just, listen. That cup can be overflowing and unbearable when you look at it like that. But don't you dare pass your cup to the left or to the right. You hold on to that cup. You hold on to God's unchanging hand. He is going to, he is going to bless you above anything you can even think or imagine. Just see that cup running over. See that cup running over with the goodness of God. See that cup overflowing with almighty power. See that cup equipped in you right where you are. See that cup Take breaking those chains. See the cup the way God sees it. Stop passing your cup away because it's difficult. It's challenging. It's hard. I just want it over with. I don't want it over with, God. I want you all over it. That's what I want. That's what you should want. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. God is good. You know... 
when you get a revelation of who you are, and I'm just, listen, if you have a problem with anything I'm saying, go tell God, don't tell me. But you got to stop sitting and complaining about everything. And you got to start standing up and rising up to every occasion. You got to stop sitting and complaining. You, some of us have turned uh, our prayer sessions into a complaint sessions. We complain about everybody. We complain about our toes. We complain about our hair. We complain about the weather. We, can, we are summertime, fair weather Christians. I ain't coming to church because it's cold. I ain't coming to church because it's raining. We have so many things to complain about that we continue to miss God. And then it's Pastor Benjamin them fault. Because they should have taught this. They should have did that. It's always somebody else's fault when we are sitting and complaining about our own situation. Your situation is not too hard for God. Guess what? You have authority over the situation. I just believe that the almighty God knows everything. I might just be one of them radical Christians, and I just believe that. I don't know if any of y'all believe that, but I believe that he can do all things. And if he said he can do all things, he said I can do all things through Christ Jesus. So why? Why come? Why come? We're sitting on our anointing. We're sitting on our gifts. Our family is being destroyed. Our marriages are being destroyed. Our finances are being destroyed. Y'all say there's no lack in the kingdom. God has already equipped you with everything that you need. Stop unpacking some of the things that he's packed in your life. That could be anything. Pits don't make you poor, and your kingdom currency does not have an expiration date attached to it. Pits do not make you poor, and your kingdom currency do not have an expiration date attached to it. You want a baby? You, you, you ain't got no biological clock. You got Jesus. There ain't no expiration date. How old Sarah was when she had that baby? Some of y'all just get the 90 then. There, you, you, you know what I'm saying? We keep trying to put God in a, bo in a box. He said, I don't want, I can't operate in this box. Then why you put yourself in the box? You take God out the box, but then you get yourself in the box. Tear them boxes down. What was is. If he said you're going to do this, then you do it. And don't do it with your head down. Joseph not one day had his head down. He was a thought. Y'all, let me tell y'all about this here dream. Let me tell y'all about this other dream. Oh, Potiphar, let me, let me tell you what's happening over here in the field. He told, he, he wasn't, let me just hope and pray that everything that I say is true. He didn't do that. He said, I have authority because God told me this. I didn't think of this on my own. You don't got to second guess what God done told you. Stop letting other people talk you out of your inheritance. Stop letting other people talk you out of what God has already established. Here we go. We try to, we try to explain what God has proclaimed. I'm going to let that sit with y'all so y'all can catch up and get that. I know I talk fast. Stop trying to explain what God has proclaimed. He's already, you say, I don't know my purpose. That's a lie from the pits of hell. You do know your purpose. 
Some of you are walking in your purpose and you're calling it, you're calling it something else, but that's your purpose. Some of you are nurses. You just kingdom care. You just, something going on, here you go. You taking a blood pressure, checking, checking. Let me see what's going on. Because you know what? That's your purpose. Some of you doing hair, okay? That's your purpose. You're anointing hands. You're ministering to somebody's head, somebody's scalp. You go to the barbershop and get your hair cut. That's, that's that anointing. That's that anointing. Hold your head up. I don't care if you take it at the trash. You anointed to do that. And I know I ain't, but you are anointed to do whatever God said for you to do. Don't dumb down anything that you're doing. It doesn't, don't, just don't do it. Every time you do that, you give the enemy some avenue. Oh, she don't like taking out trash. So guess what's going to happen? We're going to let it overflow. We're going to do whatever. Just so you can get mad at somebody that didn't take the trash out. You know? It's always, always. <laughs> I just want to make sure y'all was with me. Y'all don't miss nothing. But, um, but that's what I, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You are, there's no one in here greater than you. We are all equally different. Everybody got a part to play. God has anointed you. He has equipped you. It doesn't matter about the pit. It doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter what them doing. It don't matter how they're doing their gifts and their talent. Stop trying to attach your gifts and talent to somebody else. Do what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be an addition. The body of Christ is a body, not an arm, not a leg, not a finger. It's a body. We are all supposed to be doing our part. Ain't nobody supposed to do it all. All right, this is the last scripture. Genesis 39, 21, 23 in the New Living Translation. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. Again, he went to the prison again, and the Lord was with him. And you know... We so entitled. God, why I keep going to this prison? Why won't you just deliver me out of it? But it says he didn't deliver him out of it. He says, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love in the prison, in the prison, in the pit, in the situation, in the darkness, in the uh, discovery of uh, whatever diagnosis, whatever the family's going through, in the divorce, in the breakdown of the marriage, in the breakdown of the situation, in the workplace where you got fired and you got your pink slip, your green, whatever slip they give y'all now, whatever. In the midst of all that, God's faithful love is with you. He has not left you. And, and, and ain't nobody picking on you. They trying to attach, attack the anointing that's on the inside of you. It's not personal. It's not about you. Why me? Why not you with your powerful anointed self? Why not? Okay, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. You know what? He did that in the palace and he did that in the prison. He did that in the palace and he did that in the prison. 
We don't want to be in the pit. We just want to be in the palace. We want to be in the palace. We want to be always in the palace. Don't None of us want to be in a pit because the pit's uncomfortable. Joseph didn't look at that pit as being uncomfortable. He looked at that pit as a, a time and an opportunity to serve God. We got to look at these pits as this an opportunity to serve God. It's an opportunity to glorify our God. This pit cannot destroy you. If the enemy could take you out, won't nobody be on this earth because that's his goal. Oh, the devil busy. Well, guess what? God is busier. God has already established some things on this earth that ain't no devil in hell can stop it. He can't block it. He can't, he can't just come in there and harass. He can't even harass you. You thinking the devil harassing you? That's you not holding some thoughts captive. I told God that one time, why, you, why are you letting him harass me? And God said, why you think he harassing you? Everything is not the devil. You too powerful. He don't have nothing for you. Every time he comes your way, I don't care if it's grief. I don't care if it's destruction. I don't care if it's a diagnosis. I don't care if it's your family acting crazy. I don't care if your spouse acting crazy. It's not going to take you out. Stop looking for a way out. Stop looking for a way out. Look for a way in. Look for a way in the kingdom. Look for a way to glorify God. Every time something come up, we fall down. Every time something shifts, we fall down. Every time something don't look like we want to look, we want it to look, we fall back. God said, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Because you win. You're winners. You start from the finish line. And then you go back and you run the race. You already has already won the race. Your family is intact. Your spouse and your, your marriage is intact. It don't look like it. It don't look like it because you keep looking at it. If you walk by faith and not by sight, then you, that means you need to stop looking at things and start declaring some things. My marriage is the marriage that God created in the name of Jesus and ain't no devil in hell gonna come up in this marriage, in this house. I curse it right now in the name of Jesus. That's what we do. My family acting up, but God, you place me in the family, so there gotta be something. There gotta be something going. God, there gotta be something. There's breakthrough in the name of Jesus. There's breakthrough in the name of Jesus. There is nothing that is going to hold me captive when you said I'm free. Stop holding your own self captive. Free yourself. Free yourself. Free yourself. My husband can't free me. He can't even make me happy. Because I got to be happy myself. I got to be free myself. That's icing on the cake right there. Y'all saw his shirt. That's icing on the cake right there. <laughs> we try to hold on to things that no longer need to be attached to us. You think you're being attacked, but you're not being attacked. It's the things that you've allowed to attach that's causing and wreaking havoc in your life. The word says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. These are weapons that are being formed against you. A diagnosis is a weapon being formed against you. Separation in your family, division, that's a weapon being formed against you. Stop looking at your family members as the weapon, because they're not. 
They're not the weapon. Change them weapons. I, I look at it like I'm a weapon. Shoot me at the cannon because you coming up in my house and this is what we getting ready to do. That's how we got to look at things. We got to look at things the way God see them. And just because you're going through a season, that don't mean that that season is going to last forever. Yes, it's hard. Pastor Shalita, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't. I love y'all. I don't care. It's spiritual warfare. It's a weapon. We got to start attacking the weapons. But if God said they shall not prosper, I don't have time to entertain them. You can't call the same people or different people every day to talk about the same thing on a different day every day. That's what, that's what we do. All you're doing is glorifying them weapons. And then you wonder why them weapons about to tear your house up. You looking raggedy, your children looking raggedy, your finances looking raggedy because you're ragged. Okay. You, your anointed selves know that the power that's on the inside of you can't be dormant because you in a pit because it don't feel right because it don't look right when you go to your job and you being harassed be the harasser in the name of Jesus go in there and tell them about your God go in there and tell them about the anointing on your life go in there and tell them how God blocked some things go in there and tell them about how you winning go in there and tell them about how blessed you are go in there and tell them I don't care about this job I care about my God go in there and and tell everybody who you are. Do you know who you are? Who said that? Amen. She knows who she is. And that's what she operating in. That's what we got to operate in. Somebody come and tell you. You so short. Okay. You so cute. Okay. I'm anointed. I'm a giant. I'm tall. Ain't nothing going to pass over my head in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Don't let people look at you in the natural and tell you who you are. Joseph was 17 and he dreamed some dreams. He prophesied on what was going to happen. He saved everybody, even them people in his family that put him in a pit and sold him into slavery. What they did was sold him into his promised land. They sold him into prosperity. They sold him into his purpose. Just because a pit happened, that don't mean that the pit is sent to destroy you. It's how you see the pit that you're in. Rise up, because there's no lack in the kingdom. And the pit don't make you poor. Amen, hallelujah. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for this time that we have come together, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that it has blessed every person in here, Lord God. I thank you for every person that's on the podcast that's listening. It's a word that will not cease. There's no expiration date to any of the words that you have said, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, right now that every person in here, we declare peace over their lives. We declare breakthrough in their lives. We declare manifestation takes place now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for these pits. 
We thank you, Lord God, that we will turn them around. These pits will be the tip of our breakthrough, the tip of the manifestation. I thank you, Lord God, that our marriages are intact. I thank you, Lord God, that our finances are intact. I thank you, Lord God, that everything concerning us is intact. I thank you, Lord God, for blessing our families, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the unity that's taking place right now. I thank you, Lord God, that there'll be phone calls. There will be breakthrough. There will be things, Lord God, that are happening in our family that, praise God, we can't even explain it. So, Father God, I just thank you right now. I thank you, Lord God, that these diagnoses, Lord God, we send them back to the pits of hell where they formed and originated from. I thank you, Lord God, that we will not be harassed in the natural, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that we stand up. We are in spiritual formation in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we are standing in unity, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus for every single thing that you're doing right now. I thank you, Lord God, that the word works in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we're not dumbed down in anything that you have already blessed us with, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that as we cast our cares to you, you are giving us the desires of our heart. I thank you, Lord God, that all we have to do is believe, trust you. And Lord God, I just thank you. I pray a blessing over each household right now. I thank you, Lord God, as the wave, a wave of ease is just taking over, shaking the foundations. I thank you, Lord God, that there's no more trauma and drama in their lives. I thank you, Lord God, that what they say is what they shall have. If they don't like what they're seeing, then they better start saying something different. I thank you, Lord God, right now for it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If any of you... in if there's anyone here that everything that I've been talking about, you have to be in the family of Christ. If there's anybody here that wants to join the kingdom, the kingdom of God, if you're not born again, saved, set free, delivered, have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just raise your hand right where you are. Because there's over, oh, there's over 7,000 promises in the word of God. And your name is attached to it. But you got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is the way. He is the only way. He is the only way. If you don't know him, we can take care of that right now so that you can uh, partake in all the promises that he has made. Just raise your hand where you are. You're not going to have to get up here and walk up here and do anything. Amen. Praise God. Give her some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Is there another? Because you know what? She, she, she is no longer going to sit. She's coming in the family of Christ because she wants what God got for her. She wants everything that her name is attached to. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anyone else in the name of Jesus? Don't stand down on your opportunity. This ain't my opportunity. This is your opportunity. In the name of Jesus. God bless you, sister. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's something else that I'm supposed to do. Um, yes, that too. But before that, because you know, here at Wesley Chapel, we... We do what the Holy Spirit said do. I'm not saying nobody else do it, but I'm just being led. Families. 
God has placed families on my heart. Even when we were talking about Joseph and all the things that he's endured in his family. And then at the end of the story, I know there might be a part two, but at the end of the story, he, he, he forgave his family. And he embraced his family. And he saved his family. And he took care of his family. It didn't matter what they had did to him. He did that. So if there's some families, some families that need us to touch and agree with them. I'm going to ask Pastor, Pastor Grant and Pastor Benjamin, Pastor Mike to come up, please. If there's some families, Miss Janice, can you get that oil? There are some families. If your family is not here, stand in the gap for them. But I want to tell you this. Please listen to these instructions. I'm not telling you that prayer is not good. I'm not telling you not to pray. I'm not telling you anything. Sister, the sister that joined, come up to Come up. Don't come up here if you're hoping and a prayer. Come up here if you believe in and trusting. These are just, these, this is what thus said the Lord. This is what God said. He has something for you, but he's not playing with us. He wants you delivered. He wants you saved. He wants you set free in the name of Jesus. Come up here. Don't keep going home hurting. Don't keep going home in lack. Don't keep going home wishing things would be different. It's time for you to move up out of them seats. And again, don't come up here hoping and praying, because this is not the hope and praying line. This is the breakthrough. This is manifestation. Everything is about to shift in your life right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor, Pastor Benjamin, would you get the oil and just... This, this is your time for the manifestation and for the breakthrough. And for the breakthrough. Pastor's going to anoint your head and we're going to pray for each and every one of you. God sees you. He sees you. He sees your heart. He sees how you have been making petitions alone. He wants us to touch and agree. You're not on an island by yourself. You don't have to do this by yourself. You don't have to stand by yourself. You have a whole entire body of Christ standing with you. This is your opportunity to lose some things, to shake up some things, to shift some things, to get the breakthrough that you've been looking for, desiring, striving for. It happens now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Okay, everybody up here, I want y'all to stretch your hands toward Nazareth. Nazareth, lift both of your hands.
I don't have to know the situation. The Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what you've been praying for. The only thing that we're doing is coming into agreement for the breakthrough, not the problem and not the situation. Sometimes people want to pray the situation, but we're here to come into agreement for the answer. For the answer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Daniel, can you come up here, please? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father. There is, you know, there's sometimes when we say we don't want to speak stuff into existence. Well, I want to tell you, you ain't that powerful because if you were, you would be exposing some things. You would be releasing some things. You're not speaking things into existence when you're talking about a situation that needs God's attention. Everyone lift your hands. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for every person that came up here. I pray, Lord God, right now that you're strengthening them, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, right now for the wave of the spirit of ease to take over them. I pray, Lord God, that there's no division in their household. I thank you, Lord God, right now that they're going to touch for you, a personal touch in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that no more... In the name of Jesus, no more being tormented, no more, no more being shamed, no more hiding in the name of Jesus, Father. They are loose, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Everything that you have said about them still is true. They rule and they reign in the name of Jesus. It does not matter the situation or circumstance. God, you already know. You're already there with them. I thank you, Lord God, right now that the provision has already been made. The breakthrough is already here. As they stand at the wall, Father God, you're on the other side of that wall. You're on the other side of that wall holding it intact. I thank you, Lord God, for every person that's up here. I pray a blessing over their household, over their finances, over their marriages, over everything that's connected to them now in the name of Jesus. No more, no more in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you that you are weaving together these families, these marriages, these finances. As only you can do, Father God, we can make our petitions known. And the manifestation is up to you, Father. So, Lord God, I just thank you as they're standing here, Lord God. They're not standing before me. They're standing before you, God. Oh, God, they're standing before you. With their hands held high, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Deliver them all. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, glory in the name of Jesus. Set free. Set free in the name of Jesus. They will not go back to repeating and rehearsing the same thing that you're delivering them from right now. Because they stepped up here, God, they have made a petition to you. And Lord God, glory. My God, my God, my God. It is done in the name of Jesus. It is done in the name of Jesus. It is done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory, God, you are our rock. Almighty God, you are our anchor. In the name of Jesus, whatever they can't do, Lord God, they can do it with you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord God. Grief does not define you. It's dead in the name of Jesus. 
Diagnosis don't define you. It's dead in the name of Jesus. Division in your family don't define you. It's dead in the name of Jesus. Marital situations don't define you in the name of Jesus. You're standing here and we just pray a blessing over your children. Prodigal sons and daughters. They're just out doing what they want to do, but they're coming back. They're coming back because we're calling them back in the name of Jesus. They're not acting out. They're just trying to find their purpose. Grace, grace, grace in the name of Jesus. Count it all joy because of who you are. You cannot be defeated. You cannot be defeated. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for the young lady that saved, that joined the family. I thank you, Lord God, right now that her walk is getting ready to get interesting. But, Lord God, we're going to continue to keep her name in our prayers. We're going to continue to lift her up. And, Lord God, we're just, we just sprinkling the wave of your goodness, the wave of your grace, the wave of your favor, the wave of your mercy on all of these families standing before us in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we just thank you. We thank you for the special anointing. The ones that are serving, Lord God, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. They did not make a mistake when they said they're going to serve because they're serving you and not man. So, Father God, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord God. And we pray for whoever's feeling overwhelmed, Lord God. My God, my God, my God. There is nothing to be overwhelmed about. God sent you. God delivered you. God equipped you. God anointed you. If you're overwhelmed, it's because you left God and you're doing it in your power. Return. Return. Lay it down at the throne. He got you. He got you. Embrace your families. Love on them. Love on them. We just give you glory and honor, Lord God. Don't leave here talking about the same old thing. There is something going to happen again tomorrow, but tomorrow's going to take care of itself. But don't keep talking about what happened yesterday. It's over. It's done. It's gone. It's dead. It no longer applies to you. It's time to walk in your right now in the name of Jesus. Don't keep rehearsing hurt. Don't keep rehearsing hurt. Don't keep rehearsing hurt. Let it go. It doesn't matter what they are doing. It only matters what God is doing. Nothing else matters. He got you. He got you. Receive it. Receive it. Don't just trust God so far. Trust him all the way. Trust him all the way. You trust him with this, trust him with that. He is a restoration God. He ain't leaving nothing out. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hears you. He knows you. He created you. Loose yourself from trying to fix it, trying to figure it out, trying to do it all. God is in you. He will not leave you. He will 
not leave you on the battlefield. In the name of Jesus, all is well. Amen. And give God some praise. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, pastors. y'all just stretch your hands this way. We just want to pray for Sarah. You know, we have to always uh, pray for our children. We have to pray for our children. We have to pray for them. We have to love on them. Can y'all come up here? Come on, come on, come on. Listen, we, yes. <laughs> We're going to pray for our children. We're not going to say anymore what our children are doing or not doing and all of these things. We're going to pray for them because you know what? The village has stopped being the village in some areas and now we're being friends and we're not doing what we're supposed to do. But now we're going to pray. We're going to pray for... Go down there and turn. We're going to pray for these, for these children. This, this is our future. We have to teach our future. We have to listen to them. We don't listen to our children anymore. We talk at them. They just want to be heard. They just want to be heard. So we're just going to just lift y'all hands right where y'all are. Father, I just thank you for every one of these children that are up here, Lord God, young to the old. I thank you, Lord God, right now as we just pray a blessing over their lives. We're coming together, Lord God. We're all in formation, Lord God, to intercede for them. I thank you, Lord God, that they will not get weary in well-doing. I thank you, Lord God, right now that whatever they're going through, whether it's bullying, whether it's social media bullying, whatever it is that they're going through, we hear them, we see them. And Lord God, I just thank you that you will impart your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding in their lives. I pray a spirit of calm over each and every one of them as they continue to go and grow, Lord God. And I just thank you, Father God, that they shall not be harassed. They shall not be turned away. I thank you, Lord God, right now as you continue, Lord God, to just be the head of these children's lives. I thank you, Lord God, that every single person that they come in contact with will call them blessed in the name of Jesus. And I just thank you, Lord God, right now. And every person that's in here that is in agreement, say amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming up here. Okay. Now let's stretch our hands and say a prayer for the children that are not in here, but they're in, in the service. 
Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus for the children that are in children's ministry. I thank you, Lord God, for everything you're doing in their lives. I thank you, Lord God, that we're training them up in the way that they should go so when they get older, they will not depart from it, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you can send your word to them, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, right now that, that you're touching them, that you're giving them the mind and spirit of ease right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. There's no age on spirits, Lord God. We thank you that their spirits are mature and just growing in the things of you, God. I thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we, as the village, as the parents, as the aunties, as the guardians, we will hear from heaven before we speak to our children. So, Lord God, I just thank you right now for it all. I thank you, Lord God, as we just continue to saturate this environment, this atmosphere with your goodness and your grace and your mercy. I thank you, Lord God, as we decree and declare that this is holy ground. I thank you, Lord God, that every person that set foot at Revealing Truth Ministries Wesley Chapel, lives will be changed in the name of Jesus. And not, not later on, but right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I just thank you that we don't just get up here and pray, but we get up here so we can slay the demons. We can cancel every assignment, every plan, every plot, and everything that they're coming up against our children with. And we count it all joy now because, Lord God, we have invited you in. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, amen. that's what God had to say to us today. We pray that it blessed you. As always, we pray that the Word of God blesses you, not just years from now or months from now or weeks from now, not even days from now, but we pray that you got something out of the message today that would change your life immediately. God bless you and look forward to chatting with you next time.